Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Now, we often have the great opportunity here to tell you the stories of Harvest Baptist Church as we feature interviews with our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd like to invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We'll be talking about today our celebration of Mother's Day. But we want to begin by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Welcome, Pastor. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, this is an important week for a lot of us, really everybody. We all have mothers. This is an opportunity that we have at Harvest to honor moms. And and more importantly, each time we come together, we're honoring God. And so we're going to spend some time in God's Word. This week in particular, we're going to talk from Deuteronomy 5.16, which will be familiar. It's uh, the command from God to honor our fathers and our mothers, which the Bible says is a command with a promise. So we're going to talk about a couple things. Actually, the title of this Sunday's message will be Laying a Heavy One on Mom. And that sounds a little bit funny, but that's really the idea of what honor is. It's to give value and to give weight to somebody or something. And so we'd like to talk through specifically what that means from the scripture, what honor looks like, and how God why it's such an important thing to him, especially in our family relationships. You know, we celebrate these kinds of things, these kinds of holidays and events at the church, and what we're really doing is we are following a biblical command to honor those who are deserving of honor, and uh, we all know that our mothers are deserving of that. Well, it's a special day for us as families, and we understand that, and we think that's a good thing. But you're right, it is really a God-ordained responsibility for us as believers, and so we want to do that in the right way. And hopefully there'll be some encouragement this Sunday about how to do that even better, learn better what God's Word has to say about honoring these people that are so special to us. Well, we have a great opportunity today again to speak with someone who I don't remember having on the, the program before. So, Pastor, why don't you introduce our guest for today? It's great to have Brandon Pigarito with us this afternoon. Brandon, uh, I don't know, have you been on the radio before? Uh, I have been on the radio before with Pastor Jared a couple times, I think for one interview with a couple of other alumni, and I think it was for Live Till Five, I believe. Okay. And I helped out with one of the programs, I think one time. At one point in time. All right. Well, we've got a couple things to talk about here today, which are very exciting. Um, but why don't we begin by, Brandon, tell us a little bit about your background. So you're a teacher at Harvest Christian Academy yep. and uh, part of Harvest Baptist Church. Tell us, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about your story growing up. You grew up here on Guam. Yep. So I am from here, the island of Guam. And I was born in 1986, and uh, dad is from the Philippines. They moved to Guam. Met my mom, who's from here, uh, Chamorro, so Chamorro Filipino. And I have two other brothers. I am a middle child. Okay. So uh, four years apart, and uh, they, are, they are over at the East Coast right now. And I grew up here basically at the school. My parents enrolled me here at Harvest in K-4. And uh, I've been in Harvest all throughout my preschool and middle school, high school years. And uh, it's just been amazing to see how different it has become and uh, a good different 
and seeing how much God has just changed the whole entire place and coming from these little tiny container classrooms. And uh, I don't think the cafeteria was there yet. And the auditorium was not there. And just seeing those lands that were just bare and jungle, even the soccer field, the gym, of course. And it's just amazing to see how things have changed since 1990 when I first saw this school, this place. I remember coming to through the gates and passing through and coming to our classroom. And it's just like, this is, this is a different place here. <laughs> of course, everyone was crying his first day of school, but <laughs> you know, it was uh, definitely, it was eye-opening for me and just hearing the gospel as a young, as a young boy and asking questions like, what is this, what is this about? And I'm, I'm hearing this about Jesus and about heaven, about the Bible, and what is this about? So that's a little bit about my background over here in Guam growing up. After I finished here in 2004 in high school, I went on to finish a degree getting art education over at uh, Bob Jones University. And so soon after that, uh, married my wife and going on nine years this year, almost the big 10. And uh, this year will actually be my 10 years of work here at the school. Yeah, you've got a great history here, Brandon, of you know growing up in the school from those early days. You're one of a few people on our staff now that have come through the academy, went away, got your training and education, and mm-hmm. have come back. And we really love that. It's that sense of history that we have. And now the opportunity to be influencing students as a teacher, as a faculty, in the same ways that you had the you know, privilege of being influenced earlier on, you know, as you're coming through the school. So we love that. We're really thankful for that. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, growing up, I did not see myself as a teacher. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's funny because my family is from a line of teachers. My mom is a teacher. She's been in the Guam school system for, I believe, over close to 30 years. And she just retired a couple of years ago. And grandpa, principal, hmm. auntie, teacher, uh, retired also a couple of years ago. My grandma from my dad's side, teacher. So you'll, you'll see some names that they'll ask, like, hey, do you know so-and-so from this school? I was like, yeah, that's my auntie. Yeah, this Pegarito is, there's only one, I believe, on the island. So okay. my other last name is Cruz. So there's many Cruises sure. so from my mom's side. But it is amazing to see how... God has placed something inside of you. And when you start to listen to him and follow his lead, he will take you to where he has basically planned all these times. Mm. And now today I get to do the things I love to do, just like when I was in school. I loved sports. I loved art. And I liked the Bible. So... (laughs) And, those are the and it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about each of those here in a minute. But your wife, Karina, also grew up at Harvest all the way through, or did you meet here? How did that work? Yes. Yeah, so we have an interesting story, a very cool story. I met Karina when she was in second grade. Wow. So my teacher, Miss Rob, Robinson at the time, she wanted me to carry her bag for the rest of the year because she had, uh, Karina had an appendicitis. So I was the lucky guy to <laughs> carry her bag from, 
every single day, making sure that she did not bear the weight. Oh, wow. And I'm still that. doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> I carry a purse. It's like, can you carry my purse? Sure, babe. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's so amazing. That's a great story. That. Yeah, no, so I didn't know that. We, huh? good, we were just good friends. Uh, yeah. We knew each other in uh, elementary and junior high and just just knowing each other and being good friends with others and uh, later on dating. And now we have, um, we have three children. Yeah. Yeah. How <laughs> old are your kids, flies. Brandon? So the oldest just turned seven. So Chloe just turned seven and Isaiah, he turned uh, four in March. And then Lily is 10 months old. So June 25th will be her her birthday, um, her first birthday. So it's definitely been, the girls, I would say, definitely easier. <laughs> Isaiah, is a, he's a whole nother, whole nother monster here. <laughs> but he, he has his moments. He's, he's, a, he's an awesome, awesome kid. Today he was just asking in the car. We, we try to listen to Keys for Kids, a Bible mm-hmm. story on, on the way to school. And he goes, Dad, I don't get to heaven. Wow. And it's just these those little moments when you just keep planting the seed, you know, be faithful and planting the seeds that God is putting on your heart to share with them. And and man, it's it's so neat to see them be sensitive to that, sensitive to that, and you know, very thankful. You know, I grew up here, and now my children get to come through the school, and I know, you know, from the morning to the afternoon, they got people that are investing into them, mm-hmm. putting seeds, planting seeds of the gospel and I get to see them. I get to stop by and see them. Yeah, it's really amazing to see different families that God's brought to be a part of the the Harvest family, of course in the church, but also in the academy, which you're very involved in. And we have many families that, you know, this is their first exposure and so their children in kindergarten or in second grade or fourth grade, they've felt like this would be a great place to have their kids educationally and in a spiritual environment. But we do have some, in fact, a growing number like yourself and Karina, where uh, you came through the academy and now your children are here. And that's fun. It's Actually, it's really fun Mm -hmm. watching parents um, that may not have even been the exact same classrooms or classes, but in, you know, in similar timeframes, now you're all having children Mm -hmm. in the academy. It's really, it's really great to see all that. Mm -hmm. It sure is. So we started this conversation, but Brandon, you're involved in a couple different areas. You're teaching Bible classes, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you have a great passion and giftedness in art. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that part of your ministry here. Yes. So with the art program, I was just talking to Kevin last night, and uh, it was just interesting talking about just the people that have invested. And I think about the McGrews and how they invested into my life. And Mrs. McGrew was my teacher in seventh grade all the way to 12th grade. And she was an art teacher. She was my art teacher here at Harvest. And so we started our little classroom, classroom 107, I remember (laughs) it. And not even realizing where I would be 10 years after that, you know? And the amount of compassion and the amount of mentorship that she showed for us and impacted my own life to pursue the arts and finishing with that art education degree and coming back and and really using art as a way and a platform to point back to the master artist 
and we look at our life and why do we create, why do we do these things and why do we value these certain things? It's because we're made in God's image mm. and we can't get away from it. No matter where we go, everything is shouting out, we are made by an awesome God. Mm. There's no way around that. And so it's neat to see the programs and having it develop and the different art shows we have throughout the year within the school and outside the school. We just finished one at the Nissan Infinity Gallery in Upper Tumon. And to see the abilities that God has given these students, and some go on to Christian colleges, some go on to other schools. But for me to have the opportunity to share with them, what is the purpose of why you do what you're doing? why and we just talked about the artist statement the other day in class why do you create why do you want to make these things and it's coming from something and we can use it for good we can use it for bad and we see that in the world and how we use art and the media is so powerful we're using media right now as we mm -hmm. speak to the audience of guam and in many other places and we use facebook we use instagram and these are different modes of medias that we communicate and express ourselves it could be used for both ways and so to be able to share that with them i think it's it's so important to give them the why what is the meaning of this passion that i have and I find that very fulfilling to be able to do that here at Harvest and not have to shy away from, well, you know, let's talk about after school. No, I can outright just talk about, man, what is the reason why we do our class here? Why do we offer it? You're just mentioning the art show just a week or so ago. And it's a good reminder of the fact that the art program at Harvest really is remarkable. I mean, what we're doing, what you and the team are doing with our students. I just think the opportunities for Harvest Academy students in the art is really phenomenal. Even as we're talking about these things, we're going to talk about your involvement also with volleyball here in a minute, but there's this common theme that comes through as I'm listening to you, and it's the same theme that we hear from so many of our uh, faculty, and that is that it's not just about these subjects, although we love these things, but the mentoring that's happening, mm. you know, you're talking about the Bible classes that you're teaching, mm. um, you're talking about the mentoring that you received as a student here that now you're having the opportunity to pass on through the arts, and then you know, I see it so much in your responsibilities of coaching volleyball, which we'll talk mm -hmm. about in a minute, but it just is really a, a unique opportunity for these academy students to have mentors in place that do care more for, more than just about the subject matter, but really are trying to invest their lives. And so thank you for that, yeah. Brandon. It's a great testimony, and I think you're one of many of our faculty that are doing the same things. This week, really, we're in a core part of uh, the boys' varsity volleyball program, and you're uh, the volleyball coach here at Harvest. And you also had some mentors in this area. Yes, yes. Well, tell us first of all where the guys are in the season, and we'll back up and, and talk yeah. a little bit about how you came into this position. So right now we just played our semifinal game, and uh, it was a tough one, but uh, we came out on top. And to be at that point where, where I saw the boys and just having that sensation and feeling that, you know what, they're ready. And I told them, you know, win or lose, you know, we're proud of you. All you can do is give me your best. That's all I want. And we're going to lose as a team, and we're going to win as a team. And um, when they can play that way and not worry about how do I look, you know, why 
why do I play this game? And for me, that was one of the things that I saw in the game when they brought it together time and time again when they failed and they came out on top. And it was awesome to see. And now it's just amazing to see them grow throughout the years and remembering where they're at. Little junior high kids, little pipsqueaks, and now mm. these are young men. These kids are they're strong. And understanding that it's not just about my strength and my skill, but there is a whole mental side of this game that can make you win or lose. And I think that has been one of the biggest lessons they've learned this year with them being such a, a talented group of individuals that have been together for a long time. So I think back of, you know, why, how do I even get into volleyball? And uh, I love sports growing up, did all the sports. And I was on the very first Harvest volleyball team. Oh, really? With Kevin Inafuku. As and he coach. came to Guam. He wanted to start one. We were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and we were definitely at the bottom. I'm not sure if we won anything the first year. It was the start. And so just as it should be. And we worked hard. And he's a, he's a good coach. He's trained us. And what you mentioned earlier, the discipleship, the mentorship. And this is what I remember about Kevin and him mentoring and taking time and hey let's talk let's pray let me share with you this is not all there is volleyball is not all there is sports there's more beyond this and realizing that these things teach us about life and uh he's been a bit big influence and i came back in 2009 and that year that's when we won our first championship and mm -hmm. I was able to help him coach. I was the JV coach and uh, being a part of that was very special. It was exciting just at the right time. And I got back and uh, it's been, there was one year I did not coach. So it's been, this is my ninth year now coaching and two of the years. So including this year, um, I would be head coach. And uh, I have the blessing that we have as coaches here, especially with volleyball is the alumni that come back and invest and help. Right, yeah. And uh, Sean, Kobe, from their year coming back and wanting to challenge the guys, Kaipo and um, Josh Madrid and, and many others that just come around and just help and push and challenge them to be better players on the court. And uh, what a neat opportunity and the investment that Kev has put in these boys and they come back. They come back and they want to. They want to give of themselves their time and energy. Think about Jorps and JJ who are more closely involved with the boys and want to help out. And it's so special. Like, honestly, our team, you know, if it was just me, I think it would be a little different. And uh, I don't take all the credit. It's honestly, we have Coach Matt Nolan. We have Coach JJ Kaipo, who's, who is pursuing physical therapy. So able to use his knowledge of sports medicine training and helping the boys and then dorps coming in and just encouraging and challenging them you know and pushing them to be stronger be better and i get the opportunity to come in and and share the heart why are we doing this why do you play and we give them three c's and kev share this with me conviction character competency why are you doing this why are you on this court who are you playing for will answer a lot of things and it will reveal a lot of things once you finish a game, whether it goes your way or it doesn't. Character, who are you when I'm not around? I don't see you. And then competency, how are you studying this game and, and being better at it? 
And so that has challenged me, challenged the boys, and we never stop. We never stop growing. Mm -hmm. We have to keep working hard and being a good steward of what God has given us. Well, it's been fun to watch these guys this year, you know, from the sidelines, from the stands, to see a team that was clearly pretty talented early in the season. And then even though we're winning, you know, a lot of games, you could tell there was just some struggle going on and maybe not winning in the ways that Mm. you would have wanted to at at certain points. But over the last half of the season to see the transition Mm. that's taken place where the where the guys have really become a team. I mean, you can see that. At least I. it's obvious to me that you can see that, and it's evidence itself in their play. And yeah. so that's been fun to watch you, Brandon, lead the guys through that. That part of the unity process is something that you know has to come along for a team to really be successful. So mm-hmm. congratulations to you and Thank the boys. It you. really has been fun to watch that come together. It'll be something they'll remember forever, not just the wins, but how the team was able to bond together through Mm. adversity. Those are powerful Mm. lessons. And I guess I want to say thank you for the sacrifices you and even Karina are making, of course, as a family, Um, not just to coach. I mean, those things are awesome, but really because you want to be involved in these guys' lives and to Mm. mentor them and uh, to care about where they're at athletically, but emotionally and Mm. most of all spiritually. And uh, so thank you for that investment. Yeah, and Karina's my, my other assistant coach I don't mention, but she's behind the scenes and she tells me she sees things and it's good. And uh, she's, she's an awesome helpmate and God has blessed me with her and it's so special. And she's, she loves sports as well. Yeah. She's, a, she's a competitor. She mm-hmm. loves to compete. And it's been very neat to see how she gives her input. And I ask her, like, what do you think of the game? Like, well, this is what I saw. <laughs> and it is good to see that. And for me to step back and look at there's so many aspects of the game that without someone else looking at it for you, you're going to miss it. Right. You know, you're going to miss it. Like, I didn't see that. Like, oh, that happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Well, very good. We'll be anxious and looking forward to seeing how you guys do. But uh, most importantly, we're so thankful for the, the things that we've seen and witnessed that have been part of this team. Thankful for your testimony, not just in volleyball, but even as you shared about, you know, just across the school, um, your involvement at church and the things that it's clear to us that you and your family care about, Brandon. Thank you for that. And we're praying for God's blessing on you as you continue to serve him. All right. Thanks, Pastor. And thank you for listening to this week's Harvest Time. Now, of course, in addition to that volleyball championship game, We want to invite you to church on Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church. Now, we begin 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning. We have children's programs, adult Bible fellowships. If you get on campus, you're not sure where to go, you can stop at the kiosk, which is right out in front of the auditorium. Somebody there, shake your hand, direct you in the direction you can go, where your kids can go. And you can always go to the website for more information. We look forward to seeing you there for Mother's Day this week. HBCGuam.org is the website, HBCGuam.org. And thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.